five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Okay, we got some really interesting stuff here. And what I want to do is, uh, probably I didn't test this, so it won't work. But we'll go over to YouTube and see if I get what I'm looking for. Yeah, I did. Okay, so that's kind of halfway okay. Let's see if I can get it to center itself a little better. No, not really. Okay, well, you're just going to have to live with it. Let's try this button. Maybe that'll make it work. Yeah, that's better. Oops. Okay, so let's get going with Steve Jobs. And One of the things I've always found is you've got to start with the customer experience and work backwards to the technology. You can't start with the technology and try to figure out where you're gonna to try to sell it. And I've made this mistake probably more than anybody else in this room. And I've got the scar tissue to prove it. And I know that it's the case. And as we have tried to <clears throat> come up with a strategy and a vision for Apple, um, it started with what incredible benefits can we give to the customer? Where can we take the customer? Not not starting with, let's sit down with the engineers and, and figure out what awesome technology we have and then how are we going to market that. Um, and I think that's the right path to take. One of the... Oops. Okay. So that was pretty good. That's pretty good. I have to say that is uh, really good. Okay. So we'll leave it there. Anyway... Uh, after this, uh, another video came up, and it was it was Steve doing a, a commencement address and telling three stories, and and I'd never heard any of the stories. Um, it was really really good. I'd like to almost well I could share it or I could send a link or something, but he, he's um, he talked about how he went to college, and he. Uh, his birth mother was a graduate student and gave him up for adoption on the condition that his parents would send him to college. Um, and originally, he was supposed to be adopted by a, 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 an attorney and something else, you know, a very, very well-educated couple. But they wanted a girl. And when he popped out as a boy, they didn't want him. And so another couple was on the waiting list and got a call late at night and said, yeah, we want to adopt him. Well, then the birth mother found out that the mother had only gone through high school and the father hadn't even gone that far, hadn't even graduated high school. And so they promised the birth mother that they would send Steve to college and they saved and saved and saved their entire life. And Steve wanted to go to Reed's College, I believe, which was almost as expensive as Stanford. And he got there in the first semester, and he realized that his parents were literally taking their life savings to send him here. And he couldn't figure out why he needed to go. And uh, so he dropped out after one semester, but he hung around. And he, he picked up Coke bottles for the nickel deposit, and he... Uh, went to the Hare Krishna temple once a, once a week because on Sundays or, or Saturdays or something, they would have a big potluck. And uh, really an amazing story. And then he took, he just drop in on classes. You know, he just attend. 
uh, for like another two or three semesters. And one, of, he said the most impactful, the most impactful course was uh, a calligraphy course. Reed College was apparently world famous for their calligraphy, and all the signs around campus were hand lettered. And he grew to appreciate the the style of fonts and serifs and kerning and all of the things that you know that we take for granted today and we largely ignore our digital our digital experiences mostly times new roman or something like that or arial or helvetica um very ugly type but he said it one of the things that he wanted to bring to the world uh with the macintosh was his love of type didn't know that fantastic video i'll put the link in the in the section below the other thing um i wanted to go to was an article about uh customer experience is it dead and um just wanted to note our our donnelly is being acquired by lsc lsc was our, our donnelly as far as i remember but then they had to agree to change their name because of the big monopoly, which I thought was one of the dumbest things ever. And now they required R.R. Donnelly back again. Who knows? It seems like a bunch of musical chairs to me. Anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, you know, printer doesn't exercise editorial content over the clientele like some other monopolies. And yet they were, you know, broken up and now are gluing together again. Okay, but but anyway, let's go over to this article by Colin Shaw. And the question is, is customer experience dying? And one of the things that prompted me to to pick up this today was I received this catalog in the mail, and you can't probably see it very well. It's a United Airlines uh, Mileage Plus Rewards catalog. And I actually wrote to Luke, the the president of mileage plus because um the only response device on here this is such an amateurish mistake somebody should get fired but the only the only response device right down here is a type you type it in yourself url no qr code to the right place no phone number nothing okay and the qr or the url is united.com slash holiday guide try it you get a 404 error. There is no such page. So nobody tried the link. None of their customer service experts or anybody or their ad agency or whatever. They probably called it the holiday guide. I don't understand the, the cover. It's a dumb cover. I, they've, they've had a history of dumb covers. You know, they, they showed a fake family and it couldn't possibly be the, the dad coming home from a trip because you know of the way the luggage was shown and other stuff just show the product say this is a rewards catalog for people in united airline miles um anyway i wrote to luke because all they had to do was a redirect they could have built a page with that url redirected it to the right one there is a right one i spent about 40 minutes 20 on hold and then 20 with a united miles uh agent trying to find where it actually existed and it all, yeah, always try the links and phone number to make sure they're live and working. I mean, isn't that like the 101 lesson, right? We would get the 800 number reserved months before we ever built the catalog. But at least try it. 
in five minutes you could fix this. Okay. Now I'm guessing, Luke, that there aren't many orders coming in because not many people are as crazy diligent as I am in trying to get what I want done. I'm obsessive. And I actually did order the nice puffy jacket I got. I had gotten a Toomey a couple of years ago. Last year, when they didn't send me a catalog, I actually called United Plus and said, where's the catalog? I really like that thing because I got a lot of airline miles because I got a United credit card. And, you know, I don't feel like flying much anymore because they don't have a good way to get old guys through the process uh, and, you know, all that. So anyway... Uh, an excellent article here, and and uh, I'll put it in the show notes. You know, subscribe to the WDMA, and you won't regret it. It's free, uh, but you get these excellent articles every day. But anyway, the basically the the this Colin Shaw has a company called Beyond Philosophy. I like, you know, I have a master's in philosophy, so I like the name of his company. But he says. Customer experience is dying. He, he doesn't deny it. It's dying because, first, it seems like a simple concept. Now, let's see. Somewhere is my alarm going off. It seems like a simple concept. That It's so simple that people don't think they need, to help, need help to manage it. Well, United, you need help. Okay? I was on a website two days ago trying to buy a license for $600 and they wouldn't give me an account and they wouldn't let me log in no matter what I did. I must have tried two dozen times and we figured a workaround. We're not going to buy the 600. So it cost them $600. I can't imagine what I always think to myself is I can't imagine I'm the only one who had this problem. So anyway, uh, he says maybe the problem is that it's not that we don't want customers to have good experiences maybe the problem is we don't track the the results the way the ceo understands it and that is exactly the same boat that marketing is in okay the ceo wants roi but they don't have anything to report and the style consultant is uh the style consultant and i are working on a new webinar called basically avoiding Six questions to avoid the biggest direct mail mistakes, or something like that, working title. And it's going to be about how to generate ROI, how to know what the ROI is going to be, and how to execute to that ROI and make it happen. And uh, it's, I, you know, it was the, it's the, it's, it's the reason I walked away from from Blockbuster back when they were still run by reasonable people. <laughs> I walked away from Blockbuster who offered me a six-figure consulting deal, not including the cost of the catalog and all the rest, just to manage the process. We would have had a response device on here. And he's got some, Colin's got some good experience stuff here, but he says about 90% of what we've achieved in customer experience, in the customer experience movement is only minor changes around the edges, like maybe a decent response device that works, right? Okay, thanks, Keith, for all the links. Yeah, you could even join and really support this craziness every day. Uh, I, I said to my 
style consultant yesterday. We need to do a webinar because we're not doing enough content. She said, you do more content than any four other associations put together. I said, yeah, well, okay, that might be true. But, you know, I mean good content. <laughs> so anyway, uh, he says, maybe how we measure is the problem. This is exactly right. This is exactly the problem with marketing. The CFOs of the world laugh at you, you marketing people. Behind your back, they laugh at you. I would rather talk to a CFO about marketing than I would talk to marketing people. Marketing people don't know there's a cost of goods. They don't know that they have to sell more than, they, than they, the cost of the ads because there's other costs involved that they don't even think about. Okay? Here... My friend John Worth, uh, of blessed memory, anyway, he, he told me about a test he ran. So the, the question was, should we put a thank you card in the box? Okay. Now you say, well, that that's not much of a marketing question. You know, we ship thousands of boxes. Does it, does it, does it, what does it matter if we say thank you? So he decided to test it. And he taught me a lot about testing in the process. He said, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to print up some of these thank you cards. Thank you for buying from um, uh, woodworkers, woodworker, <laughs> woodworkers of New Mexico. Anyway, and that's when he was only in New Mexico. And he said, the way we're going to test it is we're just going to put for six months... We're going to put only, we're going to put the thank you cards only in the even numbered zip codes. So we'll do about half the boxes with thank you cards and half without. And then, you know, over that period, give it a couple months to kick in and then, you know, watch it for about another three or four months after and see if the follow up orders are more uh, than on the thank you cards than not. And it turned out way, way beyond imagination. It was really, really, really good. That's the way you test customer experience. What John Worth was doing was testing customer experience. I had a great talk with uh, Trevor, Trevor Testweed, I said test wide, with Measured is his, his company. And, you know, it's so funny because what he's doing is introducing digital brands to the fundamentals of marketing testing. He's, he's throwing away all the baloney that the digital world has used, and he works with a lot of mailers too. And we did an interview, and I'll edit it down, and it'll be great. But right now, he's doing what I, you know, what I was trained in literally for 40 years, figuring out how do we do this? How do we test? It's not as simple as customer satisfaction or net promoter scores. Uh, Colin says, maybe it would be best if the customer experience people sought to increase revenues and reduce costs. <laughs> what a great idea. This is breakthrough, Colin. It's not breakthrough. It's what, we, what we've been advocating. The Direct Marketing Association is about testing marketing but the principles can be applied to customer experience you need to set a control you need a control and you need a hypothesis you need to go through the process 
It is a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Okay? And, you know, in the Love Stack case I've shared, we proved, we proved the value of the, of the catalog. We proved the value of mail. We proved that it boosts customer satisfaction. It boosts customer spending more than the cost of the, of the mail. Then we applied it to, we applied it to prospecting. We tested offers. We found out that one of the four offers they were regularly using was was way more effective. And that, ugh. Don't call me at this time of day. Okay, well, that's probably nothing. So anyway, I'll just leave it off the hook. Um, now, Colin goes off the rails a little here. He says, Polaroid and Kodak, great vans vanished because they lost sight of a moral obligation to create value for society. Well... You know, you might think that, but when your phone can produce an equal or better quality product than the Polaroid can and faster, immediately, real time, you got other problems. It's not that they didn't provide value to society. It's that they were superseded by something that did the same kind of thing. Now, people are still using Polaroid cameras. Kodak, you know, ugh, anyway, let's not get into that, but... You know, that's this is where customer experience people go off the rails. They talk about all oh, this fuzzy and the CFOs laugh at you behind your back. But here's a case study. Richard Fairbanks, CEO of Capital One. He said he wanted to improve things to so Capital One was less bad. Now we'll go over to back over to uh YouTube and I'll show you a little bit about what they did. Now, the, but the question is is there a holdout test? Is there a control, right? Is there measurement? Is there any kind of content? My job is just talking to people all day, just having genuine conversations this, about. So they build a cafe. This is their cafe manager, I guess. I don't think it's the CEO. We were just at the bar. And they serve coffee. I don't know if you have to pay for it. I'm guessing you get Wi-Fi and stuff. I'll turn it down. Maybe that'll work. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know if it works or not. You know, uh, Colin didn't put a lot of a lot of extra in there, so I don't really know. Let's let's stop it. Okay, they're not a regular bank anymore. That's great. Okay, but does it pay? Okay, so they made these massive changes. Okay, it's not clear. Not clear at all. Doesn't go on. Tell you. Okay, so yes, so customer experience and marketers have the same problem, <laughs> and, and you can read the article for yourself. Anyway, thanks, Colin. I'm going to reach out to you and invite you to look. Uh, it's really actually a wonderful article. Uh, it's just that these are always really long. <laughs> have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Make a comment like Keith. Bye.